yeah, today I have Hannah from Pro Life Honey. Um, she owns and runs this account that is all about fostering pro life resources and education um, and uh, different alternatives to abortion. And I also, with me, have Sabrina. Um, you may recognize her from a previous episode about the process of presidency, um, super in depth. Uh, episode, so I definitely recommend checking that one out. I thoroughly enjoyed that episode to film and to listen back as well. And so to get started, both of you already know what you're here for today. And as I said, that Hannah previously um, runs a pro-life account on Instagram, then you can probably assume that we are doing pro-life, pro-choice, um, and abortion, uh, seeing down the aisle, which is a series that we run on this podcast where we have two people from altering sides of the political spectrum on certain issues, talk about um, their reasons for supporting the cause that they do and their side. Um, some of these questions will go to one person, some will go to the other, and some will go to both. So it kind of just depends on what the question is and my train of thought for the time. So I guess I should just get right in it. Are you both Absolutely. Ready? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so my first question, it'll be to both of you, but first I'll ask Hannah, what is your basic stance on abortion? Um, I am for restrictions, if that's what you're asking. I'm for restrictions and bans on abortion. I would like, ideally, to see abortion illegal. Okay, thank you. And Sabrina? I am actually the complete opposite. I believe that abortion is, uh a human right i want to say human because there are men that have uteruses too um because of the basic idea of bodily autonomy which i can go more in depth uh later in okay um and that's first question done so for the next one um i'll go to sabrina first but it will be going to both of you do you believe that abortion is murder why or why okay that is a heavily loaded question um the, the first thing that I kind of want to establish for my answer is the definition of uh, the procedure in the fetus, right? So a fetus um, can also be defined as a parasite, not in a negative connotation to any degree. It's just that a parasite is defined by the CDC as an organism that lives on or is an own uh, or is in a host organism and it gets its food or at the expense of its host, um, which is true. Uh, that is what a fetus does. Uh, that does not mean that it's a negative thing. It's just what it is. Um, therefore, I don't believe that abortion is murder. I believe that abortion is simply a medical procedure. Um, this show this is shown by multiple factors, considering that um, the, a fetus cannot exist on its own till it's 21 weeks old, uh, and it cannot even feel pain until it's 24 weeks old. Um, not only that, but um, based on Joel Feinberg's uh, standards to define personhood, he wrote a very famous document on abortion and and definition of personhood in a very philosophical way and he defines four characteristics being conscious uh, so being aware of one's surroundings being conscious of itself uh, so being able to think of oneself as one as oneself at at least a rudimentary level like the same way that a uh, three-year-old has the perception of themselves uh, being able to reason and know so planning understanding and being able to have emotions uh, fetuses none of these meaning that it cannot be defined as a person uh, and murder is the explicit killing of a person 
And Hannah, if you'd like to respond to the same question. Yeah, I feel like um, I do want to respond to your question, but I also want to respond to some of the things that ha Sabrina has said. Um, to respond to your question, mur murder is a legal term. Um, since abortion is legal in most places, murder isn't the term that we would use to describe it. But since it is illegal, it is still the killing of a human being. Um, there are several different um, sources I could use to back up the fact that you know, the human beings in utero are in fact human beings, but let's use logic for an example. Um, two human beings can't produce any other species besides human. So we know that the people in the uterus are human beings in fact. Um, a parasite um, is not the correct way to define a human being in utero. Um, a parasitic relationship, the host never benefits. Um, but a relationship between mother and fetus is actually mutualistic because the fetus actually does something to help the mother, like, for example, sends um, fetal stem cells to repair mother's organs if they're damaged, or um, they actually boost her immune system in some ways. So a parasite cannot, you know, it's not a correct way to define a human in utero because parasites never benefit the host. Um, so, and also to talk about the point of personhood, personhood is a widely subjective term. It's different based on philosopher you ask or person you ask. Everybody has their own de de definition of what a person is. Um, I propose that any definition of personhood that excludes some human beings is automatically discriminatory, just like how we used to think that African Americans weren't persons. Um, if we exclude certain human beings from the word person, it's automatically going to be discriminatory. So that's how I view that. If we're deciding that certain human beings aren't persons and therefore able to kill them as a result, that's um, directly related to discrimination and oppression of that marginalized group of human beings. Um, perfect for both of you. Um, this question is going to go um, straight to Hannah and the next one will then go to Sabrina. Um, so this question for you, Hannah, um, is adoption or, you know, putting your child in the foster care system a better choice than abortion? Um, so, yeah, one thing I want to start off by saying adoption is not the same as foster care. According to AmericanAdoptions.com, they, um, you know, they define foster care as the involuntary, involuntary um, relinquishing of parental rights. So this is when your children are taken from you. And then foster care is where they're held. So eventually they can be um, given back to their biological parents. Adoption is the voluntary relinquishing of parental rights um, through private adoption agencies. Most, if not all, children are adopted. Foster care, they go back to bio parents if that's possible. Um, adoption is where they go to another parent. And usually the biological parents choose the parents that they would like to adopt their children. So starting off by that, I think 100% not killing somebody is better than killing somebody. You know, um, if we give them to a loving family that could provide for that child where their biological parents couldn't, I think that's always better than cutting their life short. Um, and the next question uh, for you, Sabrina, um, when do you believe a child becomes a child? I know that people that support in a pro-life ideology believe that 
um, a child forms from conception and some people with a um, pro-choice ideology believes that it comes from birth so what do you think um personally i feel like there is so as hannah has mentioned and i agree with her there are multiple ways of defining personhood uh or or becoming a child uh and it heavily depends on the person um i believe um a fetus becomes a child um once it can live independently from the mother which is at 21 weeks um however i do believe that it becomes a person with the same amount of uh, human rights that the mother does uh once it is um birthed um i don't believe that in i i believe that when the fetus is in uterus in uterus um the mother's rights do come above the fetus because although hannah has made her point i do still believe that um although it is mutualistic i do believe that the fetus is discerned to be a parasite um and the next question will be for both of you do you believe that a woman's body is separate from the fetus and her body or are they one and the first this part will go to uh okay uh i believe yes but that's the issue um the issue is that the the fetus fully relies on the mother um and by it therefore it is parasitic by definition so forcing the woman to give birth for example like hannah has said in in the adoption case i do believe it's an infringement on the women's rights and i believe it's an overstep of the government to try to force a woman to have a fetus that she does not wish to have and to Hannah? Um, so yeah, they have separate bodies, but one is holding the other. Um, and as Sabrina brought up a great point that they are, she, the fetus is dependent on the pregnant person. Um, but in various cases, we can say dependency doesn't determine someone's value. People can be dependent on another person, even completely, such as um, young children, um, elderly, disabled, um, etc. Their dependency doesn't define their worth. Um, I think that's discriminatory to say. I think we all have the rights to our bodies, but that stops when another human being's body begins. And as Sabrina has pointed out, um, an infringement on rights to force somebody to, you know, carry a pregnancy to term, I also think it's an infringement on our rights to force someone into death and killing them. So, sorry, kind of roundabout way to answer your question, but there it is oh no that was definitely great um the next question uh do you think a ban on abortions would successfully uh stop abortions you said hannah that you believe that a ban on abortion or legalization would be um beneficial so i guess elaborate on that a bit more yeah totally um i don't think making laws in and of themselves stop anything i think it's gonna have to come with systematic systematic and social changes but laws set the tone for our country. Let's take, and I'm not equating these things by any means, but just making an analogy, but let's take um, uh, slavery, for example. We had to make slavery illegal before the social changes began to stop discriminating against black people. Um, people were not, did not stop being racist and they did not stop wanting segregation right after it was made illegal, which I don't think that's going to happen with abortion either, but that's what catalysts our, um, our country into societal changes. 
And I think making abortion illegal sets the tone and it says, hey, we will not stand for the killing of human beings, even in the womb. And then it will hopefully gradually make a change. But I also think that that's where we step up to the plate as pro-lifers and even pro-choicers and say, hey, let's help women through pregnancies. Let's um, make things easier on them. Let's get maternity leave. And so I think that laws help those things come into action even sooner than they would without the laws. And Sabrina, I'm going to give you the second half of the question. Would a ban on abortion encourage women to seek out more dangerous alternatives, um, such as, I know there are certain teas, I can't think of the exact name, oh, mugwort tea, um, as well as, I know, some people have used very, very dangerous techniques, like clothes um, hangers, yeah, like hangers, Uh yes. Uh, Do you think that that would come to fruition oh absolutely uh not only can i testify this from like my native country in argentina where abortion luckily became legal this year like february 14th or january 14th i believe but um it before that we would have 1.2 million women die because of clandestine abortions every year um but even here uh the cdc examined the abortion national data from the three years surrounding the rulings of 1973 which legalized abortion or roe v wade right and it established that illegal procedures in the com- in the country plummeted from around uh, 130,000 to 1,700 or 17,000 between 1972 and 1974. That means that um, the number of and and the, and then that that means that the amount of women that got the legal procedure that has a high death risk massively plummeted uh, after abortion became legal. Not only that, but the number of deaths associated with legal abortion decreased from 39 to five in the same time period. And the women that were most affected by abortion being illegal were black women. I, uh, Hannah, I notice that you talk a lot, uh, you make a lot of comparisons with black people's rights, but we have to realize that abortion is one of the biggest issues faced by the African American community. And I, it, to believe that um, creating a system in which black women are forced to have children when that might not be able to support them, I, I think is truly damaging to the progress that we have made so far. And um, some more questions. Um, if This one will go to Hannah. Um, if you could choose, it'll go to both of you, but first Hannah, um, if you could choose, would abortion be completely banned in all cases, uh, for example, and here's will be um, a trigger warning to any people that are sensitive to these issues, um, rape or some kind of sexual assault, um, risk of death while giving birth for the mother, um, and etc. Yeah, so let me um, first start out with um, exceptions for rape. I don't believe there should be exceptions for rape because I firmly believe that the state or the circumstance of someone's conception of or of coming into this world shouldn't define, define their worth. Um, I don't believe children conceived in rape are less valuable than other children. And um, as a woman who's been raped and who has um, thought about abortion and then kept my child, um, I don't really like when people use situations that I've been in and my daughter to advocate for children like my daughter's death. And I, I mean, obviously rape is a horrible, horrible thing, but 
there's two victims when a child is conceived and raped. There's the, there's the person who was raped and the child who is now put in this position of their life hanging in the balance. And they've been brought in this situation from an act of violence from their father or mother. And they are the second victim of rape. And I don't think that we should kill victims. Um, no one should be punished for somebody else's actions. Um, obviously, women need lots of support in those situations, but I don't believe killing is the answer. And then to talk about the health of the mother, if we're talking about going through birth is going to cause um, health problems, usually there is um, emergency C-sections, early induction, um, several different options. In third trimester, it's actually way um, less safe for a mother to have a late-term abortion. Late-term abortions are very risky to health, even more risky than C-sections and vaginal birth. Um, if we're talking about a woman who is not in the third trimester and who we know through doctors she will not make it through this pregnancy, I think that is a, and it's truly one life pitted against the other life. I'm pro-life. I want to see as little people die as possible. So if it's, you know, one or the other, I think that's between families and mothers to decide for their own children and themselves. But I don't think unnecessary killing should be allowed. Um, my, my answer in brief is no. I don't think abortions should be banned uh, at all, period. Um, I think it's an issue of bodily autonomy. When you're talking about rape, right um it i i think why would you follow up someone's bodily autonomy being removed from them by removing their bodily autonomy for nine months and then having them take care of that child for 18 years but it, it and, and if you look at it most cases where um a rape has been committed and then the mother chooses to abort. These are minors. These are children. Uh, I don't think uh, a child should be forced to carry a child to birth. And I think, Hannah, the biggest um, where we really don't see eye to eye is that I don't see this as a killing. I don't see it as a child. I feel like those are have like very heavy words because they really do tug at your heartstrings. No one wants your child death. Like, no no one is pro-abortion. I'm just pro-choice. I want the woman to be, or the person with the uterus, to be able to have that choice, to be able to have the ability to, if they deem, and if their doctor deems, and if their family deems that it's better for them to have an abortion, for them to be able to have it. But I wouldn't force abortion on anyone. But I do think, like, it's, it's the difference, right? No one is pro-abortion everyone is like people who are pro-choice are pro-choice not to enforce abortions to the point where like we are against banning because we want people to have the choice and um i think those both were fantastic answers i think you uh i think that you summed up i guess the difference very well both of you um and um, I'll go to the next question. I'll have it for um, Hannah again uh, first and then Sabrina after. Should women be penalized for having an abortion now that they um, are legal? If so, what do you think is a just uh, penalization? Yeah, I definitely don't agree with um, 
I don't want to say penalization because I do believe in some sort of restorative justice, like, you know, therapy and um, helping the women get through any trauma they've been through or let's get down to the root of why you wanted this abortion and let's fix that. But I, I'm definitely strongly against um, jail time for any women seeking illegal abortions. I think that's both not productive and kind of putting blame where it shouldn't be. Um, let's be real, let's talk about um, unexpected pregnancies. These are crisis pregnancies, like these are tough situations. Um, a lot of times people feel like they're pushed in a corner, they're trapped, they don't really want an abortion, but they feel like it's their only choice, it's their only option, or they feel like they have to get it because they're scared of other external things. Um, I don't think we should punish people for feeling that, um, that vulnerability and punish them for feeling like they didn't have a choice. Now, I do believe in punishing um, doctors that continue to do it because they don't have an excuse. They're not in a state of duress. They're not, you know, they have a level head. They know this. Um, they know embryology. They know fetal development. They know that these are humans. That was my exact next question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they know that these are humans. Um, so they don't have any excuse. They're doing this on their own validity and they um, aren't being pushed in a corner. They're usually doing it because they want the money. So that's kind of my answer. So I'm assuming then that answers um, the next part, the next question, which I had, which I guess you kind of just answered right there. Um, should doctors be penalized for uh, performing an abortion? Do you have a short answer to that? Yeah, I do think they should because, you know, like I said, they're not um, in a state of duress. They're in a good state of mind and they're choosing to um, enact this killing of a human and they're kind of taking advantage of these people in these emotional situations that are trying to get this illegal procedure done. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing now that um, Hannah has answered both parts, um, Sabrina, the first part will be, should women be penalized for having an abortion? And the second part, um, and if so, what? Um, and the second part, um, should doctors be penalized I was for so... abortion? I, I was in agreement with Hannah in the beginning, and then <laughs> you lost me. Um, I don't believe that women should be penalized for having an abortion in any sort of case. Uh, I don't care if it was uh, they had sex without a condom and now the lady's pregnant and she doesn't want it. I don't care. I don't think anyone should be penalized for having an abortion. And I don't think that a medical professional should be um, penalized for performing an abortion either. Because um, doctors... Um, do you, okay, so when you talked about uh, deeming whether a person should have an abortion when it's a case of rape or it's a case of whether the woman uh, should have the child, if she if her life is put in danger, you trust the doctor. So why wouldn't you trust a doctor when they tell you this lady needs an abortion when it's not a case of life or death, right? Or death, right? I think that it's within the doctor's prerogative whether the patient needs an abortion or not. And no medical professional is pro-abortion. No medical professional uh, does an abortion because it's for profit, right? It's That's just not how the ethics codes work. Mm -hmm. They're literally taught not to do that. 
um they could always they always try to find other solutions if you go to planned parenthood to have an abortion they give you three days time they offer you counseling they try to do everything so that the woman does not jump to abortion and if she still chooses so because because that's how our system works right and if she still chooses so it's in the doctor's prerogative to say well i don't feel comfortable with giving you an abortion or not but if they do feel comfortable with giving them an abortion i don't think that the doctor should be charged because if that's what they believe is better for the patient then that's what they believe is better for the patient and i do think that a doctor who has a doctorate degree and is equipped to train to treat patients is more capable of deeming if a woman should have an abortion than us okay i just wanted to say i understand that like some there are some great people that work at planned parenthood and there's some great doctors that perform abortions but i don't think we should get into the saying like they all care about they all care about their patients. They all don't want their patients to have an abortion if they don't want to. I don't think we should get into just like saying those all statements because we know that many people have come back from Planned Parenthood saying that they were pressured into an abortion or we've had even ex-abortionists who are now pro-life say that, yeah, I did this for the money. I didn't really care. Um, I just don't think you should get into saying like they all care because People aren't all good, and there are some people that do. Like, I don't know if you know Dr. Gosnell, but he used to hold patients down so he would, they wouldn't leave, and so he could perform the abortions on them. He used to tell people that their children were 20, 23 weeks instead of 26, so he could perform the abortion under the legal limit. He used to deliver babies alive and then snip the backs of their necks, even when the women cried out and told them not to. So I know that these are emotional things, but these are actually things that happened and he was tried against and he lost in his court case. So I don't want to get into the fact, I understand that there are some great people and I understand that some people at Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics don't want women to be rushed into decision making, but that's not all. It's definitely some, it's not all. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Hannah's really given me a lot of good segues here because the next part is kind of about Planned Parenthood. Um, so Planned Parenthood, as you both know, but the listeners may not, Planned Parenthood um, is an organization um, that, you know, gives women um, and other people um, option reproductive options. Um, they, you know, do breast exams, STD tests, um, sexual knowledge. Um, they provide... Um, reproductive options like uh, birth control or condoms or whatever else um, some people choose to go through and they also supply um, abortions. So talking about um, the education aspect of Planned Parenthood, um, do you believe that schools should be educating their students about contraceptives in order to limit the amount of future abortions and absolutely i think that if abortion if an abortion could be prevented absolutely i'd rather uh students be taught about um ways to keep themselves safe and how to prevent uh getting pregnant in the first place or contracting STDs uh rather than them having to get an abortion later on And Hannah? Yeah, I think this is where we can really see eye to eye on this. Um, I'm totally for people preventing pregnancy so no abortions have to occur. I think that that's a great thing to teach um, children. And we know through statistics that uh, when we teach abstinence only, it doesn't 
result in lower pregnancies. It doesn't result in lower sexual activity. We, we know that. So I am all for preventing pregnancy. If someone's choosing to have sex, I don't. I think that we should be knowledgeable on ways that we don't get pregnant if we don't want to. Um, and thank you for both of that. Um, so that was pretty much all the questions I had. Um, does anyone have any final words or anything that they'd like to add before I uh, end Yeah, this I, I do have a really quick thing to say. Um, no one wants death, right? I feel like we, as a community, we can kind of agree that no one likes the idea of death. No one likes the idea of murder. It is illegal for a reason. Um, I think that again why we struggle to see so much eye to eye is because of definitions and because um this is a very heavy argument and while pro-choicers generally go with more medical terms pro-lifers generally go with terms like killing babies uh children um murder things like that right i i think that th the biggest issue in this conversation is that we are not necessarily caring for the women's bodily autonomy and the women's rights um i think that it a lot of it is based on our moral beliefs and i don't think it should be i don't think that conversations like this should be based on moral beliefs i think that they should be based on um science and what we believe us the community is best for the bodily autonomy and human rights that a person should have and i think that that's where the clash between the both groups are um thank you and hannah do you have anything yeah to i think science words? great way to start um science tells us that a human's life begins at conception um i think morality Every law is based on morals. Even the law to kill born humans is based on somebody's morals. So we have to make laws on morals. Um, just hopefully agree on the morals that we're using. Um, I just think that it comes down to termination is also a synonym for killing. So, and fetus is defined as an unborn human baby. So while we do use different terminology, fetus is correct. Baby is correct. Termination is correct. Killing is correct. Um, where we come down to it is, I think, pro-choicers believe that women have absolute bodily autonomy. Pro-lifers think that bodily autonomy is relative. Absolute bo bodily autonomy would mean that self-harm would be perfectly fine and that, um, you know, self-harm and suicide, we shouldn't have emergency medical Wait, no, 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 no that's that's a different issue that I don't think that that comparison is fair. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really don't think that that comparison is fair. Absolute bodily autonomy is being able to do, to self-govern your body and to do whatever you would like to do with your body. Even if that, um, you know, like having a pregnancy and um, self-harm is doing something to your body. Suicide is doing something to your body. If we had absolute bodily autonomy, that would mean that no one could tell someone not to do those things. Just like you're saying that no one could tell someone to not kill the fetus inside of them. Um, absolute bodily autonomy is dangerous for those reasons. 
absolutely we should have bodily autonomy with limits when it comes to harming ourselves or others then bodily autonomy should be um you know kind of restricted for those cases just when we're harming ourselves and others i'm all for bodily autonomy when it's not harming yourself or others that's so good it's so important but um i think when it comes down to it we just i think both sides care about women and children we just have different ways of going about it and different views in what's best to help them and i don't think either side is um horrible or you know hates women or hates children or wants everybody dead or anything like that we both want to help but just have different views on what helping means i thought that was a perfect closer since it kind of brought the two sides together no so thank you for that hannah um, and I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank both of you so much for joining, uh, for joining me. Um, I greatly appreciate it. I hope that this was educational to the listeners. I know that it was educational for me um, and enlightening for me since I have been stuck to my own personal views for quite some time. So this has definitely um, livened them up for me um, and let me see um, another side to the argument. So I hope that um, helped as well. Um, is there anything that either of you would like to plug or promote? Um, sure. You can follow me on Instagram. It's um, at ProLifeHoney with two Ys. And I have a TikTok account that I help run with some people. That's at ProLife, the ProLife Hive. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me, Nicole. Yes, thanks both of you so much. I yeah, really greatly thank you for appreciate having your us. time. Thank you. Bye.